so I suppose the first thing we should probably jump onto is iOS 12, um, I guess in the order in which they introduce things. The first of which, performance. So, yay, that's good, right? <laughs> yeah, doubling down on performance. I yeah, think is the key phrase. Again, that kind of set, set alarm bells ringing when when they started doing that. Um, just because the narrative leading up to to the conference was um, Apple is going to focus more on quality and performance and less on new features. So I was like, I was kind of a bit like oh, a bit disappointed really because I I know as a developer, I've said on previous shows, wouldn't it be cool if you know Apple just spent a year doubling down on you know performance and that sort of kind of stuff. And while sort of one part of me really does think that's a good idea, the other part of me is like, but no, I want shiny stuff. So I kind of thought maybe we were in for a bit of a boring dub-dub, given that Tim had already started with stats, and then the first thing we see is performance. I was like, oh, no, but um, yeah, all ended well. I think so. And and I mean, there's some key points, I think, there, though, just you know, focusing on performance and what that means. Um, they, they said that, iOS 12 is going to run on all of the current active devices for iOS 11. Mm. So that's that's actually quite a big deal from a developer perspective. You know, we don't lose any form factors. Um, we don't lose the bottom end devices. So we've got to keep sort of making sure that we support those nicely. Um, I mean, I think it's fair to say that the iPhone 5 SE, 5S kind of form factor, that's, that's going to be here to stay for a while. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite glad, actually. Um, I think it's a, a useful form factor for people that just want a small phone. Felt so, a little bit like they were doing kind of damage control over the uh, was it the whole battery shutdown throttling scandal oh, scandal. <laughs> I say the word scandal lightly. Um, but it kind of felt like damage control for that that kind of took place last year a, a little bit. Yes, um, which is fair enough, I suppose. I don't think it's a bad thing to see. I think. Uh, yeah, iOS 12 being focused on sort of supporting everything that is already supported and making things run faster. Yeah. You know, getting, getting that last bit of performance out of these devices. I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. So ARKit look cool? Yeah. Yeah, very much. So this is the ARKit I wanted a year ago, right? So being able to have like experiences and games set up with other people and sharing those experiences, that is where AR is going to really sort of start to come alive. Yeah, the uh, the multi-user AR kit was what stood out to me. Um, I like the potential of the USDC, um, DC, DZ, <laughs> DZ. Uh, I kept thinking USB-C whenever they said it. I kept saying in my head, USB-C. I've, I'm going to make so many mistakes when I keep saying that, so apologies in advance. Um, but yeah, the multi-user AR kit looked, looked very cool. Um, that Lego demo, I was pretty blown away with that. It almost yeah, felt like awesome. Lego had just reinvented The Sims. Pretty much, yeah. And, and and I think the thing that stood out for me was the ability for it to detect uh, things it had models for already. They'd sort of got that kind of like, okay, we recognise it's this thing sat here. Boom, we can now build a, a, an AR scene around it. That's that's super powerful. Yeah, and then if you think about the model that The Sims used to work on where they would sell like a million expansion packs, well, Lego can kind of do that, but even more. Like Think of all the different Lego kits they can sell. To yeah. kind of obviously, as as you know, in Sims terminology, an expansion pack that's uh, that's pretty massive. Um, and when when it saved the game into your physical Lego model as well, um, that was that was the the bit that got me. I thought, wow, that's really cool because then you could take that model, put it somewhere else, and sort of reopen your game. Um, yeah, because obviously, it can recognize objects, physical objects, and then kind of save state persistence uh, within that. That that was awesome. Really good demo. Normally, I kind of roll my eyes when. Um, 
you know, they bring someone up to do a demo. So I'm like, oh no, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like it when the presentation kind of moves at a fast pace. And I always find that when they say, and now we're going to bring up so-and-so, I kind of, bit, oh, it's kind of taken the wind out of my sails a little bit. Um, but this time, yeah, really great demo, really impressed. One other thing I, I saw with um, with ARKit this time round is it kind of looks like Apple is Sherlocking sort of all of the cool AR apps. <laughs> or like the tape measure. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, AR is something now that's just sort of integrated into Apple's apps. Mm. It did, did kind of feel like all the tape measure apps that came out on day one were almost like the kind of the fart app equivalents. Yeah, the sort of low-hanging fruit. It's early days in the technology, isn't it? So a lot of app developers are going to rush to make kind of things like that. But then equally, Apple in the early days are quite likely to Sherlock you. So, yeah, is what it is, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, photos. Cool, photos, I, I, I quite liked. Um, they, they have the um, ability to sort of see suggestions in your search. And that, to me, makes um, all the little things that are buried, the categories that they've got that are um, developed through machine learning, they're kind of buried at the moment. You have to know sort of what you're looking for a little bit. And it kind of felt like that might be um, a nice way of sort of pulling out those those things that are there now that they're, they're, they're tracking. You know, because your, your photos library's got all these little, um, little machine learning-based tags now yeah. against what's in there. So it's a small thing, but but that looks it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I quite like the whole um, it recommends that you share with certain people, and then it recommends them that they share back. So you can say if like you know, say both of us went to WWDC, it would recommend I share my pictures that have got you in it with you, and vice versa, and then we both get the whole kind of set that represents our trip uh, to WWDC, for example. So that'd be quite cool. Um, it did feel like a little bit of a dig at Google in I/O because I think they did something very similar. Um, and then they emphasise that at the end that this is all on device machine learning as opposed to, you know, not on device, you know, cloud yep. machine learning. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's a bit of a tit for tat going on there with <laughs> Apple and Google perhaps, but good feature nevertheless. Yeah, very much. I'll take it. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I had on photos, really. Yeah, I think next up we had um, the Siri shortcuts editor. Yes. So I that guess. That's awesome. I, yeah, it does, doesn't it? I guess that's why they bought Workflow. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I never actually use Workflow, um, but it kind of, the, the, the stars were aligning as I was watching. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is that Workflow thing that I heard about. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, the other thing that stood out there was uh, the, the Add to Siri kind of integration in a few places as well. Yeah, that, that that does look like that could be very powerful and kind of expose a ton of apps kind of instantly to Siri, um, I guess as long as their developers update. I don't know how far that could go. Um, I mean, the biggest one for me is obviously I would like it so a podcast player could be commanded via Siri. I don't know it, from the look of it whether it could extend to that. Um, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm kind of still in my mind's a bit boggled still having obviously just watched a keynote. Um, and yeah, obviously finished only like 20 minutes ago. So um, I need to look into that a little bit more. But on the face of it, it looks really, really cool. Yeah, I think um, one thing that. Um, leapt out for me was it had a um, a shortcuts gallery which kind of looked like another app store right um, okay. I don't know if you saw that but yeah. um, you, the, so I think there's going to be something here where developers may be able to sort of um, publicise some sort of shortcuts that are associated with their app 
and that that might be able to go into this gallery. Um, I, might, I may be totally wrong there. Um, there's another side to the shortcuts gallery that I don't know if, if it's true or not, but it could have been interpreted like um, if you make some really cool sort of shortcuts, then you can upload them and kind of share them in some fashion as a user. I'm not sure if that's what they're supporting as well or how curated it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so I think the shortcuts gallery is something to really watch, actually, because that could be something that um, that helps you publicize your app a little bit more. Yeah, that's true. Um, one thing with the whole Siri thing I thought was interesting was how they, um, I think they showed ordering a coffee, um, but it was shown in the context of a notification. Yes. Kind of emphasizing Siri, not just as a voice assistant, but rather like a broader AI that lives on your phone. I thought that was just an interesting way they kind of pitched Siri towards us. Um, I just thought that was an interesting detail that, that, that stuck out to me. Yeah, very much. I think I've said this perhaps before when we were discussing Siri, but there was a WWDC maybe two or three years ago where um, I think it was when the sort of core ML first came on the scene and they were sort of starting to talk about this machine learning happening on device. And it kind of seemed a little bit like every time they referred to sort of certain aspects of the machine learning that come through the OS, it felt to me like they were describing that as being Siri. You mm. know, like Siri is the personification of all those things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that sort of fits with that. You sort of, I think we still kind of see that coming from Apple. You know, Siri is the persona sort of in the machine for, for kind of all of these services and bits, not just the voice. All right, what came next? What, what have you got? I've got uh, stocks, news, voice memos, and books, dot, 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 meh. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, they're cool, whatever, next. <laughs> I, I just didn't get a lot from that section, really. Um, it picked up a bit when they showed third-party navigation apps in CarPlay. Uh, notifications, better do not disturb modes, um, instant notifications tuning. So the, the impression I got there was that um, as a user, you'll be able to kind of go, wait, that notification, I don't really want to see it anymore or you know, kind of like be able to sort of say when, when that's allowed to come through to some degree. Yeah. Um, that feels very much more like how I've had um, Android's notification system explained to me before by, by um, some of the people I work with. And I know that um, the notification system on Android is just a little bit more configurable and a, and a bit more, um, yeah, just there's a lot more depth there that Apple just hasn't had on iOS. So that, that kind of feels like them probably taking some of the better parts of that and bringing that across. Yeah, that's got to be good. And I thought it's interesting what, what a big cheer the group notifications got. That was obviously quite a quite a wanted feature by a lot of people. Um, when I saw yes. it on screen, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then everyone went crazy. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I should be wanting this more than I actually do. So it'd be interesting <laughs> to see how that pans out in practice. Um, but I kind of like the whole digital health thing they were going for as well. Um, they kind of stitched that into notifications and do not disturb. Um, screen time in particular, and I was thinking of it, not really for me because... Well, <laughs> I'm me, but I'm thinking like when when uh, you know Charlie starts getting into this kind of stuff, I think being able to kind of set him time limits and almost uh, as not just a, a broad time limit, but a time limit by app, and you can kind of see what what apps are kind of maybe like sucking all of his attention. That's maybe not a good thing. So I think that's um, that's something I'm having going to have to start considering more um, in probably not very long. I mean, we'll see now twenty one months. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time um, because obviously there's me who's like addicted to this stuff. Um, But there's also, I I need to kind of be conscious about how how I deal with that, having a child in the house as well. So all of this stuff, um, big thumbs up, just because as many tools as you can give um, parents for this stuff, it's got to be good. And also... You know, you can apply this to yourself as well. It's not just like parental control stuff. Yeah. This is a, a, a more general thing for for anyone to use. So yeah, good. Yeah, I was cheering for that a little bit as well because um, with my kids, um, they're of ages now where they've both got iOS devices, and it's it's a perennial sort of problem. You know, you kind of review well, okay, how much time are they sort of spending in there? What are they up to? We we set some pretty strong ground rules for the most part but even then you know stuff kind of um it runs away with you a little bit so over the last week actually our our kids have been um we've had to kind of ban them from screen time after a certain time in the day um and they're we're reducing the amount of time that they spend on things like youtube because they're just using it as passive entertainment that's you know pushing certain YouTube celebs in, in front of their face that we'd rather they weren't kind of seeing on a daily basis. Mm. So, yeah, actually, screen time, for me, immediately useful, immediately relevant, because I'd be able to sort of check in and go, well, yeah, hey, kids, you've you've used YouTube, and it was after this time, and that's not what we agreed, and, you know, we could actually have that sort of conversation as well. Um, I mean, I'm very much of the belief that they should be should be self-managing as well, uh, but there's there's a point where you're the parent, they're the kids, and I think you have to sort of take an active active involvement there too. Um, and this is a tool that will let, let our family do that. Mm, here, here. So, awesome. Um, an emoji tongue detection. <laughs> you yeah, know, it kind of veered very, very quickly into somewhere else after screen time. <laughs> but, you know, that's probably the feature that will get some people in my family to upgrade if i'm being perfectly honest um <laughs> some people i know and that would be the feature they want along with uh memoji 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 i i can see some people having this but it, it's just not for me um i, I don't even use animoji so there's no way i'm going to start using memoji um <laughs> <laughs> but facetime looked cool with up to 32 participants that looked that looked very cool i quite like the integration of, of the memoji with FaceTime, actually, to some degree, um, if yeah. you're having, if you're having a bad day, you know, and it's like, oh no, I, I, I look awful, but I've got to do a video call to check in with people. Just put the emoji on and kind of live with it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought it was a nice implementation. The way the you know the person talking naturally, their uh, video is kind of emphasised. Um, within the app that that was cool um, yes yeah very much and yeah I'm, I'm starting to use FaceTime a little bit more just in general at the moment it's I've not really used it much ever since it, it came out but what with um, Charlie being around now and sort of family members being further afield we're, we're, we're finding it quite quite useful so uh, this opens up some more doors in, in that area for us so that's got to be cool well that concludes my notes on iOS I don't know if you've got anything further to add uh, just Going back to the the Animoji side of stuff, um, they called out sort of tongue detection, and I know we kind of laugh and go, "Oh, right, okay, you can pull your tongue out as uh, as an Animoji," but it made me wonder: does that mean that 
sort of later on could we be looking at this as like a lip reading technology and that sort of stuff you know moving outside of uh making animals wink and smile and <laughs> put their tongues out and stuff um you know like that that sort of detection means that ultimately the device can then kind of read your lips and, and understand what you're saying visually and that could really enhance sort of you know speech to text and that type of stuff as well <laughs> it could do our uh, transcripts for the website That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all on board with that feature. <laughs> yeah. Because the transcripts take ages. <laughs> Please read them. <laughs> they, do. they do. I'm looking at the backlog now. Oh, oh don't, don't. <laughs> don't even look. <laughs> we'll get to it, I promise. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, so what was up next? Watch OS. Yeah, so I went and got breakfast at that point, <laughs> um, I'm afraid. <laughs> Yeah, I did start to zone out a little bit at that point. Um, just that the, yeah, the emphasis on fitness is cool. Um, it's not massively why I use the watch, so I, I can't really relate to it too much. Although the workout detection sounded good because I always, I'd, I'd basically take a quite a long walk each day. Um, and I always mean to set the um, I'm going for an outdoor walk mode thing on the watch before I leave. And I rarely do it. And the times that I do when I get back... I look at my watch two hours later and like I can see the heart rate reader thing, the green glowing light things are, are still going on. Oh no, I've left the workout thing running. Um, so the fact that it can detect when workouts start and end, I think that's got to be, uh, that's got to be good. I, I think that's going to help me a lot yeah. assuming. And I don't, I don't know at this point, can the series zero even get watch OS five? I don't know. And that wasn't touched on. I don't think so. I was looking for that. I, I was looking for one of those um, sort of uh, what they call like the word cloud slides where they put loads of things up. I thought maybe there's going to be a, a clue or a hint in there, um, but it, it, yeah. it wasn't mentioned. So, yeah, I guess do a bit more digging and, and maybe dive in a bit more on our next show when we record on our usual schedule. But yeah, I, I, I don't. It wouldn't surprise me if we get kind of booted off at this point. I mean, the series yeah, me zero either. seems kind of like it's holding everything back <laughs> in that you know needing to support it kind of holding the more powerful watches back in some way i would argue but um yeah don't know no no i've got to know they're against that actually i said oh i wonder if backwards compat compatibility on iphone is actually happening for the watch as well you know that sort of vibe from ios uh, 12 yeah that's, everything that's a good point maybe maybe. Mm. maybe um what did you think of the predicted shortcuts I don't know, it depends, right? So if I'm using them uh, back on the phone, then I imagine I would sort of start using them over on the watch. But I'm predominantly using the watch as a notification screen, so I'm not sure they'll be immediately useful to me. Uh, it would be more useful. You know, it's context-driven. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't really sure I would actually use them. Because when I, I was watching it, I was thinking, are they giving me now kind of what I asked for on our last show when I was saying about um, sort of dynamic complications or like a, some kind of yep. dynamic watch face where, like, for example, when I go for my walk each day, it can be kind of like it's about that time when he's going for a walk and it looks like he's leaving the house and um, he's probably going to want to put a podcast on any second, so let's get the little podcast thing up on the watch face. It kind of looked for a minute there like I was going to get that, but then is that just in the Siri watch face? I'm not sure. So I, I did make a note directly on that. I've got oh, third-party apps in Siri watch face brackets. Dave wanted this kind of. 
<laughs> it did kind of seem like oh maybe I'm getting what I wanted, but I I, I still want it. I still, I'd still really like to use my my modular watch face. Um, yeah. So I don't know, and, and not only that on the Series Zero, the Siri watch face is really slow. I don't have any notes for TVOS really, so um, I can't really speak too much of that. I, I, again, I, I was getting breakfast, getting myself fed, and it, the things I, I saw there just okay, cool. Kind of looks incremental and a load of stuff about um different cable tv providers um yeah I'm, I'm afraid i lost interest i was holding out for mac os at that point yeah i mean i did make uh, make some notes um it, what, what have i got like the idea of live tv and cloud dvr although i'm not sure how well it would do here in the uk and they didn't necessarily i don't think they actually addressed the uk market i think they said about france and a couple of others um yeah. certainly didn't mention new zealand um <laughs> no Although, did I hear... I can't remember if... I need to go back and watch it again. Did they say something about third-party remotes for the Apple TV? Yeah, they did. They they said about third-party remote support. I, I took that to kind of meaning, like, if you've got... Um, I don't know, like, uh, I remember Sky TV in the UK having um, a very specific remote. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of took that to sort of meaning that um, the Apple TV, Apple TV would work with that sort of remote mm, yeah. um, a lot more natively. Yeah, that's kind of what um, I got from it. Um, but I mean, honestly, I mean, with the IR detection, you could do that. There's not a lot to really to really do there after a point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean all I wanted them to say was, um, and Netflix is now supported in the TV app. That that would have been <laughs> that would have been done for me. That I'd have been completely happy with that. But I think that's more of a boardroom deal as opposed to an OS update. So. Um, yeah, so for us, I guess it's the, the 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 main event was the Mac. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. I was getting a bit worried. Mojave. <laughs> yeah, Mojave. I was getting a bit worried because I'm I was looking at the clock, thinking, you know, it's been an hour and thirty thirty five minutes, and they're normally capped at two hours. So we don't have a lot of time, and if they're going to talk about marzipan, they're not going to get a chance to say much. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was looking at the clock in the same way. Like, come on. Mm. But um, I thought dark mode looked looked very nice. Um, dark mode looks instantly useful. I it can does. Seem to be turning that on or leaving it. I was thinking exactly the same thing. That's just going on and it's staying on. Um, I, I I don't know if how sort of far reaching it will be. I mean, they showed things like Xcode and the Finder, um, but I don't know if like loads of my other third party apps will play nice with it. No. Um, again, more info required. I mean, you know. The keynote was still still going not very long ago, so we're uh, we're fairly hot off the press here. So I think we're going to have to come back to a few of these bits of more information. Um, but yeah, definitely something I can see myself using. The desktop stacks, I wasn't sure about, if I'm being perfectly honest. No. So there was quite a few features that I sort of lump together as, as kind of like, um, it's just workflow improvement. You know, you can sort of put like desktop stacks and expanded options for quick look screenshots. Um, there's loads of features there that sort of just remove all these like small um, little things that you do every day. Uh, I've got a messy desktop because I take lots of screenshots. So that that would be those features all together instantly kind of clear my desktop up. So I'm wondering, you know, maybe I fit a sort of target demographic for some of that maybe yeah i mean i'm a bit of a neat freak when it comes to my desktop so i kind of have a folder in on on, on my dock 
that's a stack. So I kind of treat yeah. that as my desktop. I did like the, is it the gallery mode in the Finder they said about? Yes. I've always yeah. felt that Mac OS has been very, very lacking if, let's say I just take my SD card out of my SLR camera and pop it in my MacBook. Um, I've always found the Finder to be pretty lacking if you just want to scrub through some photos. It just, there's little clunky bits just in terms of yeah. being able to scroll through it. So I think the fact that they've addressed that head on um, is pretty nice. And then you've got, like you say, common workflow things like rotating and um, all, the, all the metadata as well off the camera. Um, that's really nice. I like the integration of um, of the iPhone with um, with continuity. So being able to use the iPhone's camera, oh, that, that looked yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, it did. I was wondering how I would actually use it, but I yeah. Nevertheless, it was a good feature. I mean, it doesn't matter whether I use it. I'm sure loads of other people will find good uses for it. Um, the uh, the scanning documents feature, that sort of stuff, I could see myself using that with the Mac. Oh, actually. yes, um, yes, that was actually. I remember. I didn't make a note, but I remember thinking actually when uh, when Craig took the picture of himself and put him in the astronaut um, thing. I was kind of like, yeah, it's a cool demo, but and then, then he took the photo of, of the thing on the desk. I was like, ah, okay, yeah, now, now I see it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and instantly our, our need for a scanner in the house kind of goes out the window. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah. that's that's a workflow that I've used uh, quite a few times now. Just sort of scan something into notes to then bring it out, and then actually use it in an email or something I'm writing on my Mac. Mm. Um, so yeah, again. It's it's not necessarily like a changing feature, but it's sort of tightening up the workflow, um, and I really like that. Um, what else have we got? Oh, when they spoke about apps, because they had a whole section within the Mac um, part of the presentation called apps, and when they yes. said that, I was like, oh, is this going to be Marzipan? They nearly got me there. <laughs> um, but then they started demoing apps like news and stocks and voice memos, all the other ones we saw on iOS 12, Yes. Um, I, was, I was there thinking, surely they must have used their own sort of in-house marzipan to do these. Um, yeah. Obviously, it turned out to be the case, right? Yeah, we now know the story. So UI Kit is coming to the Mac. Hurrah! At long last. Yay! Oh, uh-huh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say about it. I feel like we've said so much about it previously, and now we've just been basically told, yes, this is a good thing, or this is a thing. Um, so other than just sort of being like, yay, <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite know what to say yet. Uh, I think I need to, uh, you know, say, get some more info on, on maybe some of the details of it uh, as, as that unfolds over time. I don't know whether we'll get any more info this week. Um, maybe I'm the State sure. of the Union, we might get a few more hints at what that might look like. Um, it kind of feels like it's going to be, well, I mean, they said it's going to be a 2019 thing and that this year they're trialling it with their own apps. Um, so, I mean, that's that's kind of something they can't avoid telling everybody about, right? Because as soon as these apps are available to be prodded and poked, people will be able to see things when they sort of decompile and have a look at the, the framework's reference and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so they had to say something. But for me, this feels like it's a, a sort of best of both worlds kind of scenario. I mean, they showed that slide that had... Um, iOS and Mac OS and then underneath you had AppKit and UIKit under each side. Yeah. And then obviously it animates and you've got UIKit happily next to AppKit under the Mac. So it's it's both. You know, AppKit's not going to go anywhere immediately at least. 
Um, and then UIKit is there on macOS alongside. Um, I don't think you can really get much better than that for sort of an immediate first step, mm. you know, in terms of integration and that sort of stuff. So I was kind of half expecting the slideshow to kind of animate so that UIKit and AppKit both disappeared and were replaced with one big bubble that spanned the two. Yeah. Um, and it'd be called whatever they call it, marzipan, for sake of discussion. Um, but I think that was quite telling the fact that like a, a smaller part of UIKit moved over next to the, a, a bigger part of AppKit. So I don't, I don't yes. know if there's something to be read into that maybe that, um, like you say, that emphasizes that AppKit is, is still a, very much a, a thing. I um, don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch it unfold. It's going to be very cool to uh, to see what can be done. Um, I'm going to be certainly looking at the news app and all, all the others um, kind of with an eye to um, what might be possible for me because I'm, I'm, I'm in the stages now where I'm considering building an app that will span iOS and the Mac um, so obviously it would be very preferable for, to me to, to use this technology when it comes to doing the Mac yep. side of things so I think I'm going to be taking a very keen eye to see what they've done uh, with news and, and all the other stuff and kind of compare and contrast it to what I've got in my head for my app and see if it, you know, sort of do a quick analysis on is is it feasible for me to do my app using this stuff that they've already used as like a proof of concept? Um, yeah. Looking at what I've seen today, I'm thinking, yeah, definitely, probably, almost certainly. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, need to look at it yeah. in a little so bit more detail. I'm going to be looking through that um, in terms of like sort of design cues and that sort of thing as well. Um, I think there'll be a bit of sort of tea leaf reading you can do with their apps yeah. um, to sort of think about how, I mean, that's what you're saying, really, you're planning out a new app. You know, can you read anything from the way they've they've built those apps? That doesn't mean you should build it exactly the same, but I think looking for like, okay, what what does this look like on iOS? Okay, that is this sort of component. Hmm, okay, if I build my app this year for iOS with those components, does that mean I'm in a better position next year for sort of extending it out to Mac OS? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you just said it much better than I just did then. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the eyeball I've got with it for um, for Go VJ and sort of the update that I'm going to do there for the iPad. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got quite a specific user interface on Go VJ anyway because of the nature of the app it is, but I'm going to see if I can kind of wrap things up in such a way that Hopefully, you know, come this time next year, it's it's kind of almost a turnkey sort of update. You know, you, you switch it into macOS mode and boom, there's minimal editing. I, that's what I think they're going for. And well, yeah. that's, that's, you know, what I'm really hopeful for. One can hope. And we'll have a nice new Mac App Store to sell your new Mac apps in. So that's got to be good. Yes, Yes, did exactly. You, did you hear the massive <laughs> scream when they announced the Mac App Store? I know. Yes, so, someone did yes, a huge really scream. <laughs> they woke me up. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a huge amount to say about the Mac App Store. It kind of looks like they've taken the same recipe from iOS for the most part and rolled it out into the Mac. Rolled it across. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, I quite like the iOS App Store as it is. There's a few things I'll change, but um, yeah. I, <laughs> compare and contrast it to where we are now i mean it's, it's, it's awesome so yeah thanks Al. yeah so i think on that note i'm gonna to have to get gone and um get to watching the state of the union 
Oh, yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> You've got a day's work to do I now. Think... I can just go to bed in a minute. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'll let you get gone. Uh, we'll talk again uh, Sunday, I guess. Cool. Catch you later, Dave.